daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello, and welcome to the Sandler Pit, where now I realise how ugly I am. Mm. It's just what you say in the mirror, isn't it, you? Very nice. Oh, sorry, that was a bit of a rude, rude start. Uh, I have no oh, idea. No, if, you're gonna, if you're going to have that attitude, I'm going to go. <laughs> 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 it's on Adam Sandler's IMDb page. Personal quotes, after getting laser eye surgery, he said, now I realise how ugly I am. Well, not, from, not from film. I was, I was set up to fail there. <laughs> there was no way. You could have put me on a desert island, told me to work that out. It'd take me 30 years. <laughs> he needs to stop being so harsh on himself. He really does. Uh, so I am Luke, and this is Luke, and this is The Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch every Adam Sandler film or TV show or YouTube series or cameo. Uh, how are you today, Luke? I'm good, thank you. I am just about recovered from the list of caveats that we had to write at the end of saying that we kind of actually like you don't mess with the Zohan <laughs> oh for god's sake I don't think I'm ever going to recover from that away from Sander stuff I'm all good it feels like summer's starting to come so starting to have a bit more cheer in my life that's not just from uh, watching <laughs> Adam Sandler films yeah there's a big difference between watching them and then also watching them in the sun with yeah. the sun oh, yeah, beaming definitely. down on your TV reflecting Lovely. it so you don't see the horrible cinematography of the cobbler and uh, going overboard <laughs> <laughs> You're good? Yeah, you fucking going to ask me? <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. It took me about an hour to turn on my laptop this evening. I've not had my dinner. This is going to be maybe a more stressed out intro than we usually <laughs> used to. A nice, a nice quick intro for our film this week, which is... The Week Of? The Week Of, said with such confidence there. <laughs> I keep thinking it's called The Day Of, and I keep calling it The Day Of over and over again. I think it must be somehow connected to that show, The Night Of, which is about a um, a girl getting murdered and a man being blamed for it. So it must it must be connected to that, right? Definitely, it's the sequel, right? No, it's a uh, it's a Netflix original film. Neither of us have watched this one, so it's a, a first time watch. Adam Sandler and Chris Rock both playing fathers who are being joined via a wedding, right? One of them's the father of the bride and one of them's father of the groom, mm-hmm. and. I'm sure hilarity will ensue because they'll both hate each other or not get along. Yeah, because Adam Sandler will be a loud, obnoxious guy and Chris Rock likes to have everything organised or something like that. Yeah, this is going to be a wedding film. Uh, and I remember a few weeks ago you were saying that you were avoiding wedding films at all costs because of uh, your wedding being delayed by the coronavirus pandemic. At- oh, is that still going? <laughs> 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 Maybe at the time of this release, it might have been cured. No, I said that I'm going to avoid talking about it and putting a date on it because uh, I don't want it to uh, jinx it like it has done previously. I want to clarify your third wedding to the same person. not uh, No, no, no. You... <laughs> <laughs> Is this your yeah. first wedding film since uh, The Wedding Singer? That's a good question. I, I can't remember, to be honest. I don't really know what to say about this one, to be honest. It looks like kind of every other Netflix one. It looks really, really harmless and boring. It kind of does, but I've watched the trailer and the only joke I saw was that Adam Sandler was picking up a relative from the airport that had no legs. He was told by like the security guard at the airport that they had to take the wheelchair back because it wasn't this man's wheelchair. So Adam Sandler had to carry this man with no legs for an airport. 
that's that's all I've seen of it. After that, I, I thought, oh, I better not ruin it for myself. This looks too good. Yeah, I can't believe you expose yourself to those level of spoilers. This is one of the most recent ones we've seen. It only came out three years ago. Yeah, um, do you remember hearing anything about this one at all? I've never heard of this film at all. No. Like, never. Apparently, it was directed by a puppeteer. He's the Who's... voice behind Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Oh. Do, do you know what that is? Yeah, I've seen it in a Eminem music video. Yeah, like a dog with a cigar. And yeah. he, he made this film. That's oh, fantastic. No. Oh, it should be quite good then. He voices Beefy in Little Nicky, which is his little dog. <laughs> it, does this guy just voice dogs and then direct one film? He wrote and produced You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Oh, great. Uh, and Hotel Transylvania. He also was executive producer on Jack and Jill. And he's had appearances in like films from good. like Billy Madison onwards. He was in Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, Little Nicky. He was in Punch Drunk Love. Oh, wow. So one of the Happy Madison-esque guys was in that. Robert Smigel. Yeah. We haven't said his name yet. <laughs> so Ro- Robert Smigel, yeah. Puppeteer um, man. So maybe he'll bring some like puppety flair to this. He was the mediator in Marriage Story. Was he? Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God, he was in the do-over. Let's not talk about that film. <laughs> I've so been editing he- that episode recently, and it's bringing back some horrible memories. So this could go one of two ways. It could be like harmless fun, like ridiculous. Well, I say harmless. Not harmless. <laughs> or it could be absolutely fucking atrocious like the do-over. Where do you yeah. think this will this will land? I feel like the reasons I didn't like the do-over was just because it was like too gross out and too over the top. But I mean, that's kind of also the reasons why I did like Ridiculous 6. So I feel like my judgment's just kind of non-existent. It looks very, very safe, this one. It looks a bit like a film that would have come out in maybe like the 80s. You know, like it's a tried and tested formula, isn't it? Like you feel like it can't really go wrong. But at the same time, the fact we don't know about it sort of suggests it did kind of go wrong. I feel like this film did exist in the 80s. Is there not like another film where it's like two fathers of the bride and groom and they start like arguing? That that film sounds like something I've seen. Just sounds like, I would think of like Meet the Fockers, but that's yeah more recent. I don't know what, like Father of the Bride? Or is that yeah, just I've a, never a seen Father of the, of the Bride. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen it, so I can't say. I spend all my time watching Adam Sandler films rather than good ones like that. <laughs> this does sound like a film I've definitely seen. What do you think films based around weddings anyway? I just feel like they're all kind of the same if it's set like during the wedding it's always the same things like the catering being late and someone not turning up someone gets drunk at the stag do because they're for some reason in films they have the stag do like before the wedding like the day before just before like the hangover never happens in real life does it but that's a good point why do they always do that in films like the hangover set they have the the stag do like two days before the fucking wedding Mm. and they have to drive back from like las vegas to the other side of the country or whatever it is in one day i feel like there's just so many tropes of of wedding films they are always more or less the same thing aren't they they're always a bit naff i think like have you ever watched the wedding video don't think so oh that film fucking sucks <laughs> i think i saw it at the cinema and it's like robert webb and who's that one with the handlebar mustache rob delaney no uh he's an english guy oh I mean, russell Doctor... russell hound russell hound, rufus hound. yeah rufus hound and it's a found footage wedding film <laughs> and then he, Robert Webb is getting married to someone that Rufus Hound fancied when he was a kid. At the end of the film, fucking Rufus Hound runs off with the bride, but they're all oh. all right about it. Well, it sounds good. <laughs> Glowing recommendation from you. <laughs> if I was getting married and my brother ran off with my, my wife, yeah, I'd I know, never you'd speak be to him again. <laughs> I think I'd the only living. one I've seen that I kind of don't mind is American Pie, but I just don't mind those films in general. I think they're okay. 
But yeah, that's more just because it's like an established cast and stuff. If it's just a film and you're and it's a, a wedding one, like with no build up, I don't think you really root for the characters as much, maybe because you're seeing a big yeah. event, you don't really know them that well. Yeah, like they do the same thing, but it's like in a TV show if they have a wedding. Except, do you remember the How I Met Your Mother season oh. finale? The last season, which was all that the was week horrible, off. wasn't it? It's like the day before the wedding. It went on for twenty something episodes. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, I can't really think of any others that I really like. I'm sure I watched Four Weddings and a Funeral not long ago. I didn't really like that very much. You don't like Four Weddings and a Funeral? Nah. Why? Because I, I don't know. It's just one of those films where you're watching it and you're just like, I don't relate to these people at all. You know what I mean? What like, you... I need to see some grit. <laughs> I need to see the streets of Essex not people living <laughs> not Grant, posh people so horrible in that yeah I think I just hated every character in it it's just cringe and 90s as well which doesn't help I think it was my great aunt Risper she was kind of like a well-to-do woman who hated swear and hated anything like that but she saw a film called Four Weddings and a Funeral so she went to the cinema and the first like 10 lines of dialogue are just fuck <laughs> people shouted fuck because Ugh. they're late and apparently she stormed out of the cinema <laughs> Which is quite good. <laughs> Imagine if she had seen fucking the do-over. <laughs> She'd have been furious. With Louis Guzman's balls. Chris <laughs> would have been like, I'm out of here. No way. Another thing about this film is that on IMDb, it's one of Adam Sandler's like lower rated films. It's got 5.2 out of 10, which is the same as Sandy Wexler. I mean, somehow the do-over has 5.7. So like a whole 0.5 points more than this. But I would go as far as to say it's one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> The Ridiculous Six has 4.8 and we liked that. So it seems like our judgment is off with like the general consensus. But who knows? We might like it. At this point, I wouldn't even be surprised if we both loved it or we both hated it. Like, I just can't predict where we're going to land. Yeah, who knows at this point? I've seen it's an hour and 56 minutes long, though, which means it's like 23 minutes longer than it needs to be, at least. Why not of these like 90 minutes? That's why The Waterboy was so good. Like in recent times, I feel like that's the short. That and like 100% Fresh and a few others were like 90 minutes long and that's just perfect two hours you get sick of them don't you what do you think the longest comedy film you've seen is there should be under like an hour 40 yeah they should. Comedies. i feel like there's a few that are longer that are okay for it like bridesmaids is a bit longer and that's still good um Step anchorman 2 was like i watched the director's cut of that and that's fucking long i think that's like three hours just check. too far isn't it an hour and 40 at most is about right for one though there are good ones that are longer but it's just overdoing it isn't it but yeah i'm sure it will be a fun way to spend an evening for me and a morning for you hopefully (laughs) (laughs) so as always we're gonna have our sandless scale which is uh, a list of tropes that we turn into a little bingo sheet the tropes could include coca-cola burger king kfc some that aren't to do with food (laughs) (laughs) they're not all food can literally go from anything from like a fart joke to a man dressing as a woman there's a lot of chaos on it do you think that this film's going to be heavy on those tropes? I'm going to say it now. I think it's not. I think that this is going to be very boring. I feel like it's not going to do anything too crazy and outlandish. And I can't wait to be proven wrong <laughs> when this is the nastiest <laughs> film I've ever seen. But I feel like it's going to be quite tepid and boring. I feel like Chris Rock is a bit cleaner image than most of the Happy Madison ones. Well, he is in like the grown-ups films, isn't he? He's the sort of dependable guy in that one. I'm wondering if he's going to play the same sort of character in this and if Adam Sandler's going to be like the crazy one. Because you can imagine that's going to be the dynamic, isn't it? The straight guy and the over-the-top guy. I don't think I've ever seen a Chris Rock-led film. I'm trying to 
think. Madagascar? Except for Madagascar. I was thinking films... this earlier. I've not really seen many films with him in like a big role. I'm looking now and none of these, I've not seen anything. He's the lead in that Saw film that's supposed to have come out like six years ago, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, Spiral. What? The one that looks like Seven for some reason. Why is he in that? Him and oh. Samuel L. Jackson are like police that are investigating the killings or something, aren't they? Yeah, I'm looking here and like I've just not seen any of these films. Do you like Chris Rock in general in these I think so. I don't. I thought his cam- character in the Grown Ups films is a bit like forgettable, but I kind of like him. I think he's just got a good way of like delivering lines, like that fast talking sort of style. I liked him in um, The Longest Yard. He was probably like one of the better characters, and then he just got blown up. Until he exploded. <laughs> <laughs> That was very good. He's, yeah, he's good I, I quite like him. He's got a good voice, hasn't he? He always does like voice work and stuff. And recently I watched The Witches, which he does the voiceover for, the horrible narration. And it's a terrible film. Yeah, He doesn't really save it. I wouldn't recommend that one. That's in the pit. Like, I remember seeing the original film of it and I've read the book. The book is fucking horrible, the ending. So is that film. The old film's depressing as well. But at the end, he turns back into a boy. In the book, he stays a a rat and then he goes, a rat has a lifespan of like four years. So I'm going to die at the same time as you, Grandma. The end. It's fucking horrible. In this one, spoilers for the witches. But yeah, he stays as a rat and he's like an old rat at the end that's like teaching a class of kids to kill witches. He's got like, his voice has changed from the little boy's voice to Chris Rock's voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. There you go. Is that film yeah. not good then? No, terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't guess. recommend it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't mind Chris Rock. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I love Chris Rock. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far actually. I love him. I've not I seen him in anything, but I love him. I've seen him in. I think he's my favourite in Grown Ups, like you said. I like him in Madagascar. Uh, I've never seen his stand-up show, but whenever he shows up in these, I'm always like, oh, look, it's Chris Rock. He's not like Rob Schneider to me. Oh, no, definitely. He's he's so much more likeable, isn't he, than most of those guys. Way more charisma and stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to see him have more to do, because most of these films is in it. Like in Zohan, he's in it for two seconds. I'm not going to say I'm excited for this. I'm definitely not. But I would be even less excited if it was Rob Schneider or David Spade or anyone other than Nick Swardson. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> if it was Nick Swardson, it would be great. But... <laughs> you need to get over Nick Swardson. Right then, so grab your Sandler scale. Oh no, though, the catering company just called. They can't deliver the cake on time. Oh no, the uh, the bus with the old grandma is crashed. Oh no, oh no, the priest can't make it. He's left the, left the faith. Oh no, all the Groom's dead. On a <laughs> what did you say? The groom's dead. The groom's dead. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> That'd be a twist, two and a half. Oh no, all this calamity is happening. Wedding morning. Why don't you settle down into your nice chair? Let all the chaos rush over you and watch the week off. Don't cry. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Father of the groom. You got a sex? And we are back. We've both been there for the week of. <laughs> We've watched the film and now we're here to discuss it. Luke, do you want to elaborate more on what the story of the week of is? Well, as the name would allude to, it's basically a week-long celebration in the run-up to a wedding between Adam Sandler's daughter and Chris Rock's son. Obviously, different family members are all going to be there. They're all coming at, from out of town, all spending the week with the family. And it's basically about Adam Sandler's character, Kenny, trying to keep it all together. And kind of Chris Rock realising he hasn't been the best dad is 
basically the film, right? Yeah, apparently. What did you think of the week of? For me, this one was a weird film because it reminded me of, say you got like a little blender, a little film blender. You're opening up the uh, Blu-ray cases, you're putting in Meyerowitz stories. It's got a bit of that sort of style with it, the family dynamic and whatever. Then you're also mm. getting grown up. <laughs> I think this film wants to be Meyerowitz stories. It's got these like bits where it's really dramatic and whatever, you know, like Adam Sandler having his first dance with his daughter and all the crying bits and whatever. I think they think at some points this is like an indie drama, but at the same time, you're also putting Grown Ups 2 in there because there's a scene where Chris Rock has a nightmare sex dream where he's like fondling a disabled man's legs. Mm. or where his legs would have been before he lost them to diabetes and then he has like a nightmare and wakes up and like burns his hands off and it's like a really slapstick moment in the middle of like all this over-the-top family drama and then at the same time it's just like got a kind of just very vanilla vibe as well it's like if you also put some vanilla pods in there with those two films and it's also like it's got all those ingredients but it's also like the oven wasn't turned on so Mm. it's very undercooked I think the film just doesn't know what it wants to be really and like there was definitely the odd moment where I was laughing at it or kind of interested in some of the characters but then 30 seconds later that character just gets put on the shelf and you don't see him again for like 25 30 minutes and whatever and it's just too much and also not enough at the same time i found this quite a slog to watch to be honest how about you yeah i had a very similar experience i really did not like this film whatsoever i feel like we've said it before it's when a film when it fails at something it's trying to be i think i had this issue a little bit with rain over me where it's trying to be a serious drama and it didn't quite hit it but in that case there was still a lot of redeeming qualities with the week of there is nothing about this that i enjoyed Mm. except for like you briefly mentioned there's a slight scene with adam sandler's character and his daughter which i thought was quite good everything else i did not enjoy the comedy is shit the characters are shit there's about 50 characters yeah way Uh, too many and i get it it's a wedding so you've got a lot of these characters what i thought about it was that they weren't clearly defined who they were it's shocking for me to think this but in a comedy i feel like they needed to use more clearly defined like stereotypes or big dramatic comedy characters this film's so beige every character is so underscript there was a moment when the the groom-to-be chris roxon kisses what turned out to be the bride i thought it was a new character i was like oh, he's cheating on his wife yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it was no it was just the daughter but she was so indescript i just couldn't even tell who she was you're definitely right there i think it's insane i know that this is supposed to be about the two dads but one of them isn't there for the first three days of the week of chris rock turns up actually quite late in it I know he appears once or twice, but he's not really much of a character. And for it to be about a wedding, you should have at least had an interesting couple at the heart of it. You don't see really anything to tell you that these two are in love. They're both from very different worlds and there's no explanation of how they met, what they hit off over. Chris Rock's son in particular is just such a he's just not a character mm. he's just a placeholder he's just a person that's just there to fulfill like the groom role yeah but... he's just there for Kirby to make Kirby by the way Chris Kirby Rock's Cordis. character is called Kirby and I he's, I no he's called Cur- Dr. Kirby Cortis what, <laughs> what is that name <laughs> I realised this so far in and I was like his name's Kirby anyway none of the characters have characters so it doesn't really matter but the groom is essentially a kind of vessel to make realisations about himself that's it and the same as the daughter she has a few nice moments later on but you think in a wedding film 
you'd have a conflict potentially between the bride and the groom just before the wedding. Something like, like that would have been useful, wouldn't it? Some kind of low point in the second act. There's just nothing. There's no... I realised at the end of the film, I was like, none of the characters have really developed, or at least they might tell you they've developed. Oh, I should be more like you. I should care less about money. I should spend more time with my family. They just say it, but they don't they just do say anything it. to show it. The only character that has a defining character arc is jared sandler yeah he goes, from, <laughs> he goes from being obsessed with the bride to ripping down the pictures that he's got of her in his creepy room at the end and that's the last shot of the film before the credits starts nearly. yeah There's and the final of... day of the week of the credits roll over it as well like yeah. the credits are even in a rush to get this film over and done with exactly so that you're right i didn't mind jared sandler too much in it his character obviously is is horrible weird creepy pervert horrible nightmare but his mm-hmm. performance was fine. I always cheer and go, it's Jared Sandler whenever whenever he appears. Uh, I feel I've quoted myself saying that. Oh, look, it's Jared Sandler <laughs> again. Yeah, I did exactly that. I wrote, it's Jared Sandler. <laughs> I always delight to see. And yeah, his arc is essentially the central arc of the film. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, when the last shot before the credits is him. It's Jared Sandler's film. It's Jared Sandler's vehicle, finally. Should we this... go through all the characters? Yeah, this so shouldn't take long. <laughs> so there's Adam Sandler playing. Kenny Lustig, which is another quite funny name, right? Kenny Lustig. It feels like they've kind of gone through like a random name generator, but Mm -hmm. trying to find the quirkiest name they can for their indie drama. Yeah, I read on the trivia actually that Lustig, the last name of Adam Sandler's character means funny, amusing, comical, etc. in Swedish and German. Did you think his character was (laughs) funny, amusing and comical in this film? No, he doesn't say anything that made me laugh. His voice is very unusual in this it's like a jill voice yeah most of those characters had that voice didn't they like pushing it to the extreme on his side of the family his character is that he's kind of poor and working class and he wants his daughter's wedding to be perfect and he loves his family but he doesn't because he keeps yelling at his wife horribly he keeps doing horrible lies and doing horrible things and being so very stubborn shockingly stubborn weird dick measuring over money that wanting is... to fix everything but by not doing anything his idea of fix everything is basically there's a misunderstanding. There's a character who is the comedy vehicle of the film. Basically, every all the physical comedy comes from this one character whose name is Seymour. Uncle Seymour. A man with no legs. There's a lot of comedy of Adam Sandler carrying him round or using him as like a prop, trying mm-hmm. to wheelchair him round. Why does he not have a carer? <laughs> What's going know. on? Steve Buscemi should have been it, but instead he was buying comical oversized bottles of alcohol from the airport. Don't get me started on that. Is This must be the most recent film that has blatant cigarette advertising. Yeah, I know, it's mad. Is isn't crazy. that illegal? Isn't it illegal to advertise <laughs> yeah, cigarettes? I think so. I think it and is. There are, what is it, Marlboro? I can't remember what it was. It, it was a brand I hadn't actually seen before. I don't think it was Marlboro. It, maybe it was a fake brand so they could it get It wasn't a fake brand. It was definitely real. So there's a lot of product placement in this film. Loads. Mm-hmm. Surprising amount, like Coca-Cola cans being shown. Adam yep. Sandler very clearly says, "Oh, I got you a Starbucks." Like, a lot of Kahlua. A lot of Kahlua. And then there is that scene where Steve Buscemi goes through customs. He gets these novelty, gigantic bottles of alcohol and I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of didn't mind it when he was getting him out of the back of his car. It's the drink for their wedding, and there was just these huge bottles. And like visually, I was kind of like, "That's kind of funny," but I didn't think of it in the cynical sense of it's just advertising. It really is. It was so just advertising. Do you not find it kind of funny though that he was sat in the back of a car like slightly nibbling on this 12 foot Toblerone but no, <laughs> I kind of 
didn't funny. mind that. <laughs> it wasn't funny. This film is so fucking great and not yeah. funny. And like that was there, like, oh, look at this. It's it's really funny. Steve Buscemi's bought these things that don't exist and no one would ever buy. But also yeah. there's no issue because he's bought big bottles of alcohol and they're like, we can't use it. Why don't you decanter them into smaller bottles, you fucking dickheads? I hated this. This was so stupid. Every fucking plot contrivance it doesn't amount to anything that's what it is let's get back to seymour so seymour they drop bags on his head they put him in little wooden chairs that don't have handles and then they take him to a what strip trampoline place they've yeah they've hired out a yeah they've hired out like a little trampoline park that would be usually for kids but they filled it with strippers. And then they kill him? You'd miss out a major development in his storyline where he wears his <laughs> old army he's... uniform. <laughs> they all think that's actually I, quite I quite funny. like that. That subplot is quite funny, to be fair. I think when he died, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, there's still like 40 minutes left and like the closest thing to a funny storyline is just gone. He's wearing the war uniform and everyone thinks that he is a, a soldier in war. And then the mayor is then conned into hosting a big dinner, which is then going to be the venue for the wedding. And then when he's saying that, he says, oh, well, I guess I'll just have to fire a teacher, make room in the budget. Yeah. They've had to fire a teacher so this horrible, horrible family can have this fucking wedding. The next scene is them all, like, in the garden, cheering and, yeah. and whooping. <laughs> what the fuck? This family is so horrible. They're yeah. so awful. There's no moment in this film where I'm like, oh, yeah, I want them to get the wedding of their dream." Because we've got the most boring fucking groom, the boring bride, Adam Sandler and his wife who just yell at each other and they're fucking horrible and stubborn. Mm-hmm. You've got Chris Rock who's awful and yeah. you've got his ex-wife who's awful. awful. And why am I meant to care that they're going to have this wet? I wanted it to fail. Yeah, me too. I was. I thought that might have been what happened at the end. I thought the wedding might not have gone through, but there was no um, conflict between the, no the conflict. bride and <laughs> Did they speak to each other? Yeah, there was one scene of them speaking to each other in the corridor of the house. That was it. There was no conflict between them and there was no conflict between Chris Rock and Adam Sandler. That's what the film needed. They needed to have a fight. Have you ever seen like two such passive characters in a film as the bride and groom in this? No. Their wedding day is being turned into a mess. And And it's horrible, isn't it? The wedding at the end is horrible. and like awful. They do like a dance to Don't Stop Believing where there's like a bucket filled with water because the roof's leaking. The bride is just like stood in a hallway like just watching on as it happens rather than actually getting involved with the day yeah i don't know the whole thing just felt like they didn't bother even trying to rewrite this to make it funny or entertaining there's no stakes whatsoever no anything <laughs> like what this film needed like you said it's a bit like mayor or it's not like mayor it's no it's like it's attempting to be like it it's attempting so what this film needed was the fight it needed the emotional build-up of tension between Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Chris Rock is resentful of Adam Sandler for having a family dynamic and being there for his kid, being like the father figure that his kid never had. And then Adam Sandler should have hated Chris Rock because he's rich, he's wealthy, he's a provider, he can get everything sorted whilst he struggles. That needed to come to a fight. It should have just been more obvious. Like, it it feels insane to say an Adam Sandler film should be more obvious with, like, what it wants to do. But, like, I feel like the in the writer's room, they probably had that idea oh let's have a scene where the two fathers are like finally having their discussion but they're both on chairs being lifted up by everyone at the wedding dance and like that visually is quite funny but the scene itself just I can't remember anything that was really said in it it's just so beige and like that's again like you said it states their development I want to be more like you I want to be more like you Mm -hmm. why don't you both just fuck off and why don't you both get some earrings from the mall and swap bodies (laughs) that (laughs) That would have been better (laughs) if they'd have had a body swap in the last half an hour 
I'd have loved that. There's like little motifs in it where you get this very, very slim glimmer of like hope that, oh, this could actually be something that they might actually be able to make some comedy with. Adam Sandler's trying to make this room really good in like a travel lodge style hotel. And he puts like a chandelier in there and a picture of an old lady with Adam Sandler's face. And you think like this surely could get mined. It's not a bad setup. They could surely mine this for some comedy and they just don't. All the comedy set pieces they get, like the big bottles, they don't amount to anything either. No. Like they've got this big ridiculous prop, but they don't do any comedy with it. Everything with the it... mum doesn't amount to anything either. Like there's like one shot of her falling asleep on a bed with like a spray bottle of surface cleaner in her hand. Like visually, that's kind of funny, but it's nothing more than like you know when you're laughing. There's nothing laugh out loud. It's the closest thing is like you know when you let that slight bit of breath out of your nose. You're like, hmm. that was my thing with most of these films. Just. There was a bit where like their dog was on top of the fridge that might have made me smile a bit, but that was about it. There was um, not a moment in this which even gave me a smile. Right, and a little bit of context as well. You know that we always say that I enjoy these films when I watch them in the morning. Or like, oh yeah, this is your morning day. watch, isn't it? This is my morning watch. But adding to that, it's Easter Sunday. The weather is amazing. I was just looking outside at this gorgeous sun and then looking at the fucking TV and this film was on and I kept looking how long was left and it was like an hour. Never ending. They get married and there's 25 minutes left. The tough thing for me was that earlier on in the day I watched Godzilla vs. Kong and then so I went from watching this like high stakes action film with loads of explosions and punching and stuff and then in the evening the most exciting thing that happened in the film I watched was that Adam Sandler was sat too closely to the wheel while driving the car. That didn't amount to anything either did it? It looked kind of funny but it didn't didn't mean anything. Yeah so this film has a lot of scenes of Adam Sandler driving to pick up someone who's very nondescript and then bringing them to the house. So you've got who's the guy with the glasses who has a son maybe what was his problem? Was he a drug addict? His son was like a drug addict, but he was also only about 12 by the looks of things. And everything was triggering him, like music. He didn't want music at the wedding. In the wedding ceremony, doesn't he just scream at one point? His mum's Jackie Sandler. She doesn't do anything. You've got that. You've got all the bridesmaids, all painfully unfunny. I couldn't follow any character's story. I don't know anyone's names. I don't know anything that they did. I know that one of them, for some reason, fancied Jared Sandler. Yeah. And the reason being that he's so bloody beautiful. <laughs> Who's his little eyes? There's Jared Sandler, who's the closest we've got to a side character. We've got all of the cousins of the groom and the ex-wife of Chris Rock, and then her husband. Who's Steve Buscemi? Is that his cousin? Because Uncle Seymour was his dad. But none of it's like set out, is it, to make any sense? Just as a broad stroke about this whole film, every side character is cast by the worst possible actor. Where the fuck was Jonathan Loughran? Where the fuck yeah, I don't know where Kevin all the Dillon? regulars were. Where were they all? This film has actors. I'm looking on Wikipedia now. None of them even have fucking pages. They've never, this they've never one, acted before. This, so I've done a bit of trivia research and one of the things I came away with was most of the supporting cast aren't in anything else, surprisingly. <laughs> That's one of my notes. Um, <laughs> why? This film, it wouldn't have been good, but it could have been an ensemble Happy Madison film with lots of cameos and lots of cast appearances, lots of wacky characters, lots of comedy moments. It could have gone like, with one or the other. I think that's the whole thing of it trying to be like Meyerowitz stories, but instead of having like Ben Stiller and Adam Driver and all these people as a supporting cast, instead they've gone for like June off the checkouts down at Walmart down the road. I think that's the thing in like indie films, isn't it? When they try and get unknowns to make it feel more real. And they do kind of feel like they might be like just real people, but it doesn't make it any easier to watch. I don't think they feel like real people. They all feel horrendous. Like they've been uh, given to 
two lines to talk over each other and stuff. That's definitely exemplified in the stripper scene. Why is the little kid taken to the fucking strippers? Well, I guess that's a joke, isn't it? What joke? This film's Having so a kid shit. at a bachelor party, I suppose that's supposed to be a joke, but like nothing comes of it. But why? Like, this made yeah. me really tired. I was trying to understand who everyone was. I didn't realise that the guy who had the nasal strip was Jared Sandler's dad, and I think I must have missed that. Oh, right. There's not even a slight bit of characterization for anyone except mm-hmm. maybe Adam Sandler. Maybe a the two men, the two dads are the closest because Chris and Rock's Chris, judgmental, but that's it. Chris Rock is horrendous in this film. He is so nothing. He just it doesn't just, have anything to work with. I think there was at yeah. least two scenes where he's just asleep in the background as well. There's no energy to him whatsoever. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. And he's a very energetic performer. Why is he so nondescript in this film? His character is, oh, I'm annoyed that I wasn't there for my son but that's it he doesn't do anything to change it he doesn't have scenes with his son being like yeah. i want to be a better dad to you like it's just shit there's like an early scene where he does a booty call to his wife or whatever that's how they what they say but because you haven't been given any of the history or backstory behind it apart from seeing a little man like sucking on the ex-wife's elbow you don't really get any there's no definition to what these like people's relationships are to each other you don't really know any backstory so it just doesn't really work at all there was at least three moments when Carrie characters would be like oh dad and i'd be like oh so that's that person's relative (laughs) it's really bad i was really sure i was like missing something or like i was losing my mind so many things it felt like there was a scene previously but there wasn't and i was like who are you there were so many moments where like the day would come up oh it's wednesday and i'd be like oh fuck's sake are we really only three days into this (laughs) (laughs) i did notice as well you know like there's something about the font that i right didn't like you know when it flashed up like wednesday it was like impact italic i I didn't (laughs) like it I was like, this. I can't even picture it. Exactly. It was really like when you think about, uh, you know, like in the MCU when they've got the type up thing. Yeah. And then in Civil War when you've got the big block text. uh, in locations they, they could have at least made it look like a wedding invite yes Meirowitz stories had those title cards which were quite good and there's just so much more they could have done and then they've instead gone impact font italic it doesn't look like anything it doesn't look wedding themed you could have had like yeah it looked like a wedding invitation and maybe as the week goes on because the wedding's getting shitter like the fucking things deteriorating or like, or yeah something. letters are like falling off or something yeah I, I feel like anytime there was a joke in this don't get me wrong I really didn't like it so I'd say it's like a three out of 10 or something I don't know because it's just so bland but anytime there was something that did almost hint at being funny like for example the guy who works in the hotel just responds to everything with giggling and I kind of at first I was like oh that's kind of funny that he's just like not listening but then it happens another 12 times then there's a leak in one of the rooms and then by the end of the film you've seen this same leak joke about 12 times again that there's leaks in this hotel like we get it by the end it's just a bit boring what was the sunglasses bit as well that everyone's wearing sunglasses like at the funeral everyone was wearing sunglasses and then for the first dance they've got the sunglasses on like all the yeah i did notice bridesmaids and groomsmen who are all so they're all so shit especially i think the main like the maid of honor the only thing i saw i remember is that she gets off with steve buscemi at the end which in the most uncomfortable very weird that character as well like if they had just cast someone that's a bit of like a a character actress or whatever that's kind of good with it they probably could have made it work because she had like the joke where someone laughs at one of the choices she's made like having i think don't stop believing by journey 
journey and then like the camera just like cuts to her like crossing it off the list that she'd written like that could have been good if you had someone that would sell it a bit more like if she's really uptight like that character and is really like stressing or something it's just something none of the characters have anything that could have been like a beanie feldstein from like book smart someone like that would have been yeah. able to really sell it they've just gone this route of having all of these really non-des- nondescript characters and actors it kind but of it just makes into- it boring it kind of turns into the film Mother for a little bit where like everyone's invading his house. There was a, a moment where it's almost like that. There's loads of things happening. It's very noisy. And I was waiting for the moment when Adam Sandler had the like Ned Flanders freak out moment and it never happened. No, this film's fucking boring. But this is what I was thinking. They could have gone with the stylistic thing from Punch Drunk Love, you know, everything being so overwhelming and crazy and, you know, just people doing little annoying things because every side character was annoying, but it didn't push him to boiling point, which I guess was maybe like that's supposed to be his character thing. And that's what Chris Rock admires about him or something. But But even that's that's not really shown, is it? Because the whole message of the film is what it means to be a father. Like he's given up his daughter and he's worried about that next stage and being surrounded by all these annoying family whilst Chris Rock is kind of he's never been there and he's feeling this guilt and there could have been this really interesting conflict or an interesting character study this film could have been really good and it's just fucking boring and beige do you know what else is a real shame in this there's so much in this that's just missed opportunity after missed opportunity because there are a few things in it that probably could have easily been ironed into something interesting there's a real culture clash of we've got a black family coming to stay with a really Jewish family that are, you know, one side of them are upper class because Chris Rock's a doctor. And then the other side are very like poor and they say, oh, this is these guys are broken, all that. But there's nothing to show those two clashes or people being like uncomfortable around them. It's just it's hinted at. It's a background detail, but there's never any real exploration of either of those like cultures being smashed together in like a small house. And it would have been very interesting. Adam Sandler and Chris Rock's as like lifetime experience has been shown or anything. They don't do a commentary on anything. The only commentary they do is saying that to give this massive party, they'll have to fire some teachers, which they fucking love. I think the closest we get to a joke of anything to do with their cultures clashing is that Chris Rock says to his mother-in-law oh do you want to stay here and have the white people potato salad but that's it they could have done something with the dynamics there because surely all the ingredients are there for it you know these big families clashing like everyone knows that when you bring two different families together there's going to be some odd scenarios but the closest we get is like that little throwaway joke and then they go to dinner at Korean musician size house from Gangnam Style from like that's so years ago that's such or a longer reference already it's, it was probably dated at the time let alone now i know it was like yeah. one of the biggest music videos at the time but fucking hell that was weird yeah because i haven't heard anyone talk about gangnam style or, or cypher for years it came out in 2011 2012 and this film came out six years later like 100 percent, we no one was talking about this in 2018 and no one's talking about it now like it adds a time stamp to this film and so do yeah, i think terribly. they do a few pop culture references that are just they're dated for when it came out well they out keep mentioning really someone called Ronnie the limo driver there's a few things oh yeah Ronnie the limo driver's in town oh he's doing a 
book signing at the hotel this weekend. Oh yeah, we had Ronnie the limo driver in the other day buying a suit. And apparently this guy, Ronnie the limo driver, I don't know how many times I keep saying the name Ronnie the limo driver. <laughs> he was, um, apparently he was one of the pallbearers at the funeral in that sequence. Who but is he? <laughs> he's like a comedy sidekick from one of the American late night chat shows. Ronnie the limo driver. Yeah. This whole bit, I didn't even hear them say it. I think I wasn't even concentrating on some bits. <laughs> Off Howard Stern. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> they mention him so many times in this in this film. And he's a pallbearer at the, <laughs> what? At Seymour's funeral. That's what he's doing. He's trivia. But he's just in the background. <laughs> he doesn't even talk. Yeah. I don't Why know is who he the pallbearer? He plays pallbearer hashtag five, <laughs> according to the IMDb trivia. I'm going to scream. Yeah. This is so shit. One of the other bits of trivia is that Adam Sandler speaks to his daughter in front of a Gallagher arcade game, which is seen in the background. In Pixels, his character is the world champion of Gallagher. <laughs> All right, let's do some trivia time. What other trivia have you got for me? Is there okay. anything else interesting? So all, the rest of my trivia is all around the character of Uncle Seymour, which, if you can't <laughs> notice so far, seems to be a highlight of the film. He's the highlight, definitely. Uncle Seymour was played by Jim Barone, or Baron, I'm not sure. He was playing an 87-year-old, but was actually only 57. What? So yeah, and he <laughs> lost his legs to diabetes, and he actually died the year that the film came out. So <gasps> rest in peace to Jim Barron. I think rest he is actually one of the better parts of this film, for sure. So he was only actually five years older than Adam Sandler at the time of filming, I think. Which is crazy, right? I'm sure they've made him up to look older, but some people do just look older, don't they? But yeah, he lost his legs to diabetes as well and then had to play a character that gets put in an ambulance at the foam pit after he nearly drowns in foam. And a stripper says, that old fool lost his legs to sugar. Because they've all yeah. believed that he's a war veteran. If he's a war veteran, they all make the assumption that he lost his legs in war. But then he turns out he lost his legs because he's horrifically old of diabetes. Why does that nullify him as a war hero? Yeah, he's still disabled. He still fought in war. Yeah. Well, he didn't. But I mean, they all think he did. Didn't he go to war, yeah. but he was based in like Minnesota? In Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas, that's it. What year did this come out then? 2018? 2018. Let's do the maths as well. If The film was set in 2018 as well, do we think? Let's say so, yeah. To be around in 1940, he'd have to have been like 80 just to have been born in the war, like in the wartime, when just before the war started. So <laughs> his character, he'd have to have been 100 years old to have actually fought in the war and like lost his legs and whatever. So like Americans just don't do the timing, do they? I guess that's <laughs> the joke in it, that they're all just like going along with it and believing no, it. No, it's not because these... he, he was still involved in World War II, they say, like he just didn't fight. It's just anyone old in any film fought in World War II, but then no one thinks about the fact that, you're right, it's like any of these people would have, would be hundreds now, like in their hundreds. Even if he lied about his age and got his legs blown off at 14 years old or whatever it would be. It's just very silly. So that's a bit of a sad one when I saw that in the trivia, but this was yeah, like the only film place. he was in as well. Apparently, so I read this right, this doesn't sound right. Adam Sandler put the call out for his new film, he was looking for people with no legs. <laughs> He had the idea of the joke was, oh, yeah, I just need someone with no legs. That's what yep. I need. I read somewhere it was like, so Adam Sandler and Happy, the Happy Madison gang were on the lookout for someone with no legs. And people at this hospital were aware of Jim Barron and they were like, oh, you should go for it. And he did. And uh, yeah, that was it. That's how they found him. Yeah, not acting. Just you just need no just legs. Just having no legs. Yeah. Fucking hell. Seems bad, Awful. doesn't it? 
so much happens, so much gets said, but also nothing really happens that you're thinking about. So there's like a whole five minute sequence of them catching some bats and putting them down the chimney of City Hall. I forgot about that bit. Why? It's not funny. It's it's so unfunny. I forgot that it even happened. Yeah, it goes on for so long. Like why did, why Buscemi, that... like hanging over the chimney. In that kind of scenario, you need like a setup early, like and maybe like rats, bats. Mm-hmm. That's a bit weird. Have like oh yeah, one of the family members works for the zoo, and yeah, then that's how they get pest, on the bats. He does pest control. He's pest control. There we go. Instead, they've got the guy who he works in the opticians. He can get everyone cheap glasses. So someone's nan gets yellow contact lenses like a cat. That happens. Right. In. Let's rewrite this film. <laughs> I think we should have done a, a make my Madison uh for this. That would have been better. We've got to have some jokes. You've got to have more Happy Madison characters, more jokes, more defined characters. And I'm going to say less zany things happening if the whole film is going to be boring and bland, like them capturing loads of bats to lie it's... to his daughter. Yeah. So just telling her the truth on her wedding day. It's so uneven. This film's like if you had like a racetrack and just decided to put 25 speed bumps on one straight of it. Like, <laughs> it's really serious. And then next minute, there's a fire at their wedding and Adam Sandler's crying while having the wedding photo taken next to a swimming pool. Uh, the scene when he has the heart heart with his daughter is i think the only bit that i was like oh there's there's some in here there's yeah there seems to be some chemistry between him and his daughter and his acting was quite good in that his part. acting was fine yeah yeah so was hers if the whole film had been that earnest and heartfelt and had more comedy moments this would have been fine why was it so fucking boring but like that happens and then it's serious again after they've cried next to the swimming pool and then they start putting on the wedding in the garden and it comes together like actually looks okay and then next minute adam sandler's on the tv as an old lady singing first time i saw your face or whatever it was yeah he and just can't not sing in a film can he we always say it. he always undercuts his his dramatic moments there's a scene when that him and his daughter are dancing to billy joel which i think is quite nice hard cuts to steve buscemi getting off with the bridesmaid and groping her which mm-hmm. is awful. But they've not set up the tone of the film to be one where that happens. If that had happened in like That's My Boy or something like that, you'd be like, oh, fair enough. Like that's in keeping with the rest of the film because the rest of the film is like insane comedy. But this has these like really low key moments where nothing happens. They're trying to keep it dramatic and whatever. And then next thing you know, Steve Buscemi's just being gross and like watching a video he took of some strippers like while sat on the toilet, find out his dad died that day. None of it matches up, does it really? One of my notes, which kind of sums basically all up, I, I just wrote, I don't care about anyone or anything. And that's pretty Is much... Is that about the film or just life? Life in general. <laughs> I've really had to reevaluate everything. And when the sky cracks, I don't always think Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always going to be as strong as I am. Do you want to get onto our Silent Scale? Yeah, let's do else? it. We can't talk any more about this Fuck planned yeah. film. How did you do on your Silent Scale this week? So I managed to get a bingo eventually, 53 minutes into the film. I feel like it might be a bit of a reach. So I had Steve Buscemi. He's definitely in it. Sports caps. There's a bit when they have like a baseball game with the son who's called Isaac. Oh my God. That scene's so... I forgot about that scene. What a fucking boring, pointless in the middle of a wedding thing. Like, oh, we've got to take the kids to the baseball game. We've got to put some sports in here. I had urine as well. So there's a bit when we get introduced to Uncle Seymour and he's talking about how he needs to go to the toilet really badly. He says he needs to go. He needs to go. And then 
Kenny's like, oh, can't you just pee in your pull-ups? And he's like having a business meeting at the same time and while telling his uncle to pee in the car while they're sat there. Um, I ticked unearned heartfelt moment when Chris Rock starts opening up. Yeah, the whole film. But I went for it when um, Chris Rock was like opening up when they were on the chairs because they hadn't earned that scene at all. I ticked best friend with nothing in common. It ends with the dads being best friends, apparently. Best buddies. They're They're like, we need to hang out. Thanksgiving together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i didn't take cross eyes i didn't take hitting nuts i didn't take fast food and i crossed out opens with flashback because it didn't open with a flashback how about oh, you bad. didn't write down the time code because i was so fed up <laughs> i don't remember i think maybe after you would you say that this guy was a small town best bloke because he's his small town but i don't think he's a best bloke but then at the end of the film they're all like oh, you're the best guy you're the best kenny yeah because they've all been saying that they all really like him and look up to him and whatever but they've not showed it and he hasn't they never show it he doesn't do anything of note and he's also very unlikable we've got poo old man does a poo it's mm-hmm. funny we've got horrible voice adam sandler's doing a horrible voice as per we've got weird tonal shift that's my line i don't know where the tonal shift occurred that's where my confusion happens i put it down as when they start crying and then there's a cut between like a big fire and wacky hijinks and then suddenly adam sandler's crying but that was my big one so i'd say maybe a couple, an hour and a bit in I don't mm-hmm. know. the other ones i crossed out old joke just the old man with no legs that's, and adam sandler as his nan and adam sandler as his nan hitting face the old man gets a bag keeps getting hit doesn't he Lobbed on his head i've just crossed out surprise cameo for what did you call him ray the limo driver <laughs> ronnie the limo driver <laughs> ronnie the limo driver what a surprise why ones i didn't get were good at sports small town and best bloke there's no tragic backstory i don't think losing your legs to diabetes i thought this was tragic backstory of adam sandler not just tragic backstory of anyone because there's about 100 <laughs> characters i'm sure a couple of them yeah, have tragic I guess backstory. adam sandler doesn't have one does he so yeah you win but realistically what did it cost <laughs> i feel like you in that do-over episode i just feel really depressed after this this one was just so beige i would rather see louis guzman's ball sweating than nothing at least that the do-over in its defense had things that were so outlandish and so terrible there was something of note about it this film's just fucking white bread it's boring there's nothing good about it right so i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna jump in here i'm afraid luke let's do a hypothetical (laughs) you've just moved into a new job right this is your office you're working closely with two other people okay one is colin the accounts manager he's very boring he's so beige he's vanilla the other one is <laughs> chad he's called chad okay he's the do-over he's homophobic sexist racist but he also shows you louis guzman's balls every now and again <laughs> he also does sick wheelies on his motorbike he does sick wheelies yeah but in the meantime he like punches women in the face and says okay, he hates this women. one this one's sexist <laughs> This Who would you rather sexist. hang out with, Chad? Right, Chad or Colin? right. The account guy, Colin, yeah, okay. is also really sexist, really stupid as well. They're both bad. Not as bad though. All right, it's just okay. vanilla, but at least it's not offensive. I guess you are right. If I was to take, a I still, I think do over for me is still a real low. This that, just left me bored. In I would rather, I would rather have a strong emotion. So, Luke, this film, the week of, it walks in. You get the option. You can either marry it and send it on its honeymoon to the Sandler Castle, or you can ensure that these this couple they never get married. You know, you have a reason to object for their wedding, and instead I... they're going to live single and alone forever in the Sandler Pit. <laughs> what are you doing to the week of? I'm barging in through the wedding doors, uh, and I am demanding that this 
filled goes straight into the pit. There's nothing redeeming about it. It's not funny. It's not dramatic. The characters are very underwritten and very boring. The whole film is dull. It's a slog to get through. I wouldn't even recommend it as a, a watch like the do-over where you're like, I can't believe they've done something this horrible. It's just nothing and there's nothing in it that's interesting. Although I did like the scene with Adam Sandler's daughter. It would have been way better if it had been paired with an actual film that you care about. What's annoying to me about this is that I think this could have been quite an, a good film. They had some of the right ingredients and they messed it up. Mm -hmm. Because of that, it's going straight into the Sandler pit. What about you? Fully agreed. It's got to be in the pit. And hopefully while we throw it in the pit, it can get some lessons from uh, the Grown Ups films as to how to have zany Fun. characters <laughs> that are really well defined. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel, I do definitely feel like this film could have done with about if it had about twelve rewrites, changed the cast massively. Hugely, I mean, yeah. I'm talking like literally everyone apart from Adam Sandler and Chris Rock, they can both stay in Jared Sandler. But other than that, <laughs> different events, different characters, different plot. Maybe just change everything apart from you know the two leads. In this case, this is like a student writing their first ever script and not doing any more work to it and just hoping for the best and somehow it got made yeah it's got to be in the pit it's not the worst it's just so like it's so in the middle that it hurts you know what i yeah. mean i think bedtime stories is starting to look very good in retrospect now that we've absolutely banished that straight into the pit do you want a little sandler game no nah, i think i'm just gonna go and have a lay down you're done <laughs> <laughs> So this game is a game that I did ages ago, I think at the start. Are you aware of Letterboxd? Yeah. It's like a, a place where you can write reviews. Anyone can write ones for different films. I've gone through a lot of Adam films and I have added a half star review and a five star review. And what I want you to do is I want you to find out what the film is and I'll read both reviews to you and you kind of work it out. Sounds good. Are you, are you ready? I am okay. ready. The first one. Half a star from Noah. When I went through my big rom-com phase a few years back, I watched some terrible movies. I enjoyed a lot of them, but they were obviously not good. This was the only movie I couldn't finish. Ooh. And then five stars from Marina. This movie is so cool. It's not deep or anything. It's just a good romantic comedy that delivery everything it should. I'm reading it verbatim. Entertaining with no capital letter. From beginning to end, and you really root for the end game couple we see is the right one. Being careful to not to give any spoilers here. Thank you, Marina. What's the film? I'm guessing there's like, is it something with like a love triangle? Maybe. Do we even get that in any of the Adam Sandler films? Is it one we've watched for the podcast as well? Is it just go so, with it? It's not just go with it. Do you want me to tell you? The Wedding Singer. It's not The Wedding Singer. Yeah, I was going to say, who wouldn't finish that film? Yeah, go on, tell me. I, I can't get it's, it. <laughs> it's the Adam Devine film when we first met. Oh, are we not doing Adam Sandler film? <laughs> he only said Adam at the start. I did think that was a bit weird when you said that. I'm not going to know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched any Adam Devine no, no, films. Most of, the, most of them are Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd, I'd throw in a, an Adam Devine just to, to right. throw you off. Okay. A half a star from Holographic Traffic. Hmm. God, this film loves to shit on women. Is it a do-over? It's not the do-over. Five stars from Hustle Man. Reaching film watching Nirvana is accepting this as the pinnacle of cinema and humanity's artistic achievements. No movie from Francis Fart Crapola or Steven Shitberg even comes close. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's a sarcastic review. Maybe, yeah. See, the thing is, not knowing if they're Adam Sandler films or not doesn't narrow it down this much. This one 
is Adam Sandler, but he's not the lead. Right, okay. Is this Juice Bigelow, European Gigolo? So oh, it's male Gigolo, isn't it? Male, male Gigolo, yeah, absolutely. Half a star from Mariah Set 171. Bruh, the idea was so cool. If only the movie was as good as the idea. So high concept. Five stars from Joshua Medeiros. Every complaint about my generation summed up in one movie. Is it Grown Ups? It's not Grown Ups. Think about a film with a high concept idea that might be wasted. I feel like we've said this about at least eight films. I mean, click. About like, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. It's the film Jexy with... <laughs> where he's, it's like her, but... Like a rock I've copy. seen it. It's an Amazon original. <laughs> I can't You've say I've checked it. it out yet. No, no, I've seen it on like Amazon when I've been scrolling through. All and right, a film called Jexy. For some weird reason, it just has never attracted me. Okay, half a star. I didn't even watch this movie, but it started with racism, and that was enough to turn me off of it. That's from Emily Dyer. Mm-hmm. And then from KMCSKIK. Five stars. Like the good, the and, and the ugly, only Epica. <laughs> <laughs> From the first one, I was going to say Zohan, but that's got to be Ridiculous 6, right? Yeah, it's Ridiculous 6. Okay, uh, half a star from Sam. It's funny because accent. And then uh, five stars, a perfect and ambitious movie, Adam Sandler's best performance. From That's from Andy Stanberg. That's got to be like one of the Star Wars films for Adam Driver, surely. Um <laughs> <laughs> Accent funny. Um, Zohan? Ambitious. Yes, it's you don't mess with the Zohan. Two in a row. We have got half a star from Asher Einhorn. Unbearable and pointless. A film that never ends, pathetically failing to emulate styles of better filmmakers. Suicidally boring. Mm, That sounds familiar. Mincing words there. Five stars from AC. This film always manages to make me cry within the first 15 minutes. Brilliantly written. So I would have thought that was for the week off for the first one, but I don't know. I can't remember what happens in the first 15 minutes that would make you cry. Is it Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates starring Zach Efron? You just don't know when I'm going to slip in a Devine. That's the no. problem. I'm trying to think of that first 15 minutes that make you cry. And they've said it's boring. Is it Marriage Story? Not Marriage Story. But you're is so it, close. It's is Adam, it is Ma- Adam Sadler. So is it the Meyerowitz stories? It's the Meyerowitz stories, yeah. And the next one from Nicholas Meisters, half a star. Thank God I don't have nostalgia to cloud my judgment on this movie. And then uh, five stars from Eleanor Sanderson. One of Adam Sandler's few good films. I eat pizza the way I do because of this film. Oh God, what am I missing here? Maybe Big Daddy? Big Daddy. You are correct. It is oh. Big Daddy. Well done. How did they eat pizza in that film? I can't remember. With their mouths? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Half a star. Doesn't get more Disney than that. From Ryan Gordon. And then from Marillo. Five stars. Please, Disney, I beg you to make this an unnecessary trilogy. I need sequels of this masterpiece. Well, I feel like you're baiting me here with it being bedtime stories being the only Adam Sandler Disney film. But is it, could it be an, a Star Wars? There is a trilogy of those. Adam Driver Star Wars. I'm just going to say bedtime stories. It's not bedtime stories. This is the film Magic Camp starring <laughs> Adam Devine. <laughs> oh. Really good film, maybe. And my last one. This movie punches down really hard on nearly every possible way possible without making a single funny joke throughout. That's half a star from Kyle Keane. And then five stars from Harrison River Hathaway. 
This is honestly an extremely good movie. Constantly intrigued in characters, well-controlled, delivered jokes, and great audience motivation care for plot turns. I'll forever love watching this movie. Plus, it's strangely relevant to the current shithole times of America kkk Great movie to motivate rooting for the non-white supremacists. Hmm. Is that Black Klansman with Adam Driver? With Adam Driver. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what? I didn't put any Adam Driver in this. I just put Adam Devine and Adam Sandler. So is it, is it an Adam Sandler one then? Yeah, this is an Adam it's Sandler. surprisingly relevant and about something to do with race. What? We have seen this. Really? And it, and it does handle race a bit. God, I actually don't know. I've, I've gone fully blank here. The only ones that handle race usually do it badly. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go ahead. And I added this one because a few weeks ago you said you never remember the films from, that we started off with. So oh, is all it the film references. Yard? I did. Yes, it's the longest. <laughs> yeah. I usually only go for the last five because that's they're the only ones I weeks, remember. Yeah. So I thought I'd throw an early doors one. That's my game. Five star, one star. Some real gems in that. What are we doing next week? Next week we're gonna just go with it. <laughs> we're gonna watch Just Go with it. <laughs> the film Can't Just wait. Go with it should be good. It's the first collaboration with Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, I think. Yeah, and they eventually teamed up for Murder Mystery, which we'll do in a few weeks' time, yeah. I think. I've never seen this, but I do like rom-coms. I don't know anything about the plot. What about you? Have you seen this? Yeah, I have seen it, but I can't remember it at all. And I kept getting this one really confused with Blended. Even if you look at like the posters and stuff, it's just like Adam Sandler goes on holiday with someone he doesn't like and then likes him at the end. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> the plot was something along the lines of like him and Jennifer Aniston pretend that they were an old married couple that are getting divorced and he does it to impress a young attractive woman right but then realizes he he's attracted to the old horrible woman he has to pretend that he loves who's jennifer aniston <laughs> i hate it so how can people get in touch with us or find out what we do people can get in touch with us on instagram and twitter we're on there at the sandler pit we're also on facebook but i don't know what the at is just search us yeah. if you see a little minion meme Loads saying of... <laughs> respect our troops and watch the do-over you'll know it's from us it's adam sandler dressed as a minion or you can email us on the sandler pit at gmail.com a big thank you as well joe tyrone for his fantastic tunes thank you luke terry for your fantastic editing of these episodes thank you to luke thomas for your lovely artwork as always it's been a very happy sandler buy from me and a very happy sandler buy from him i don't <laughs> <laughs> this bad boy is gonna light up the dessert table <laughs>